everyone. I'm Manya. And I'm Natasha. And this is Avocados, Avocados. And our topic for today is about the legalization of cannabis. And for today's episode, we are joined by Raphael Hudson, who is a Full Sail University student currently pursuing a bachelor's in business entertainment. How are you today, Raphael? I'm doing good, guys. Great to be here. So why did you choose to talk about like this topic in particular? I chose to talk about this topic because I believe that alcohol is far more dangerous than marijuana. And alcohol is actually illegal. Mm-hmm. What are the health effects of marijuana? Ailments like, you know, back pain, respiratory issues. Uh, they also give it to cancer patients and uh, HIV uh, positive people. Right. And in Singapore, actually, because Singapore doesn't really use uh, marijuana or cannabis. They don't use it for medicinal use? No, they don't use it for anything. They only, uh, only now they don't, they don't use cannabis, but they use any type of cannabis that has CBD, specifically okay. for cannabis. Yeah. But, but CBD is legal in so no, So no THC. No, yeah, CBD is something totally yeah. different. It's oh. more synthetic than, um, it, it's not natural. THC is the thing that basically gets you high. It's a type of substance that's in the cannabis. I mean, in cannabis. Right. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, so Singapore uses CBD. Uh, only allow CBD for like medical use. Yeah. And there was this one, the only reason that kind of sparked it was because there was this one girl who had like an epilepsy condition. And doctors tried to put a lot of treatments on her, therapy and stuff like that. It didn't work. So mm-hmm. the doctor recommend that Singapore should at least legalize the drug for medical use CBD. Yeah. So they can treat mm-hmm. patients like this, especially cancer patients. Did they do it? Yeah, they did. The girl, I think she, they, uh, they don't really continue the story, but I think that she's probably much better off with that treatment right i think it's really fitting that we talk about like drugs in this episode right after we talked about the death penalty oh yeah watch our previous episode (laughs) so um in our previous episode we basically talked a lot about um a very recent drug trafficking case that led to the death penalty Mm-hmm. And um, does bringing in weed from other countries and like trafficking it give you the death penalty? Yeah, they so specifically the Malaysian drug trafficker, he was stopped at the border before it kind of reached into Singapore. Oh. So bringing it into Singapore also pen, uh, gives you the death sentence. An Australian drug trafficker yeah. was actually, I think not the first, but it was a very known case. Mm-hmm. And most people who drug traffic are foreigners anyway that come into Singapore and import the drugs. Right. Singapore's like strict laws in terms of like legalizing weed kind of shows like how in general like Singapore likes to hold up this reputation about not really being very lenient. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the main reason why I wanted to talk about this because Singapore has recently gained a lot of international attention mm-hmm. because this death penalty thing has kind of alerted a lot of like advocates overseas and even the UN publicly condemned Singapore for having the death penalty. Right. Especially for this case because like the case that we discussed about before. In international standards, he is someone who has a mental disability, but Singapore still gives him the death penalty. Like in the past, Singapore has had like some type of not beef, but they <laughs> they told the UN that they are disappointed that they put cannabis out of the list of dangerous narcotics. Because it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. But Singapore, they say it's, you know, research that they've done, but it's actually kind of like preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. So they say how like cannabis is as worse as heroin. 
Wait, Raphael's from the US, so like in your country, what is like the reputation that cannabis carries? Like I think it's legal in um, some states and not the other, right? Yes, uh, in, in my state, particularly uh, New Jersey, it, we just, uh, the, like just this past month, we just passed a law that is, um, we're able to use it recreation, recreationally now. It's definitely more lenient. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, they were way more strict, maybe not as much as Singapore, it was due to the fact that it was kind of costly in America, the arrest. There were like over six, in 2018, there were like over 663,000 marijuana related uh, incarcerations. Oh and these were like nonviolent crimes. They weren't even drug dealers or traffickers. They were just users. And then they were just thrown in jail. They were just they thrown were in jail. It. it became pretty costly. So those were, you know, Democratic Party is pretty pro marijuana. So yeah. they definitely pushed that to try to get it legalized. Wait, so in your state, you have, do you have like uh, dispensaries that you're able to buy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's, there's probably like over a hundred just on the East Coast alone. Right. So do you, are they like major businesses or like anyone can set up a dispensary? Yes, they're major businesses. Not every, but you actually need a license to set up dispensaries. Mm -hmm. You can't just go around like selling it. it it's illegal, you know, to do it. Um, but now that it's recreational, like that it now is pretty corporate. Mm -hmm. But like. I'm so confused because if if cannabis has such like limited side effects or like harmful effects, then why is it illegal in the first place? Uh, for I mean, in Singapore's context, the reason why it was illegal because people found that not people found, but people associated taking drugs with a certain minority group. So it was Absolutely. seen to be like, for in Singapore, like if you look at all the old newspapers, yeah. like in the 1950s around that, every title and even now when they do drug busts, they always mention the nationality of the person. What? Yeah. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Marijuana, especially in the US, even still now, we definitely still have that stigma where marijuana is, is definitely racially biased, um, especially in a black um, African-American community and Hispanic. Yeah. community marijuana itself is like a people say that you shouldn't use marijuana the term because it's like associated with mexicans the reason why they came oh, up wow. with the name was i because, didn't know that yeah the reason they came up with the name was because it made it sound more mexican so to say that the name is bad because it's associated with mexicans oh wow and that's yeah. like why how does that correlate with like the banning uh it correlates with banning because like in america i know that for president nixon what he did was that um, when he was in office, he basically took away a lot of like black people's like education, housing, and like subsidies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then they had you know cannabis that was available for these black people to kind of like they obviously took it to cope with these struggles that they were facing and all this discrimination. Oh. So then it led to only black people getting not only but mostly just black people getting arrested. So it's a way to kind of arrest black people without saying that we're arresting them because they're black. So basically right. they provided the cannabis and then arrested them for using the cannabis that they They didn't arrested? provide it, they just didn't do much to stop the distribution. Cannabis was just there at the time. And oh. it was the only way for black people to kind of like cope with all this like discrimination that was happening around them. I see. Absolutely. And that started the war on drugs. Right. Basically. Nixon was the one. Not Nixon, Harry, uh, Harry Anslinger was actually the one who first was like, drugs are a bad thing because of all the health risks. Mm -hmm. But he was open, he was a racist. So yeah, the main, really? yeah, the main reason behind it was because he thought, you know, if so many black people are taking cannabis and these minority groups are taking cannabis, yeah, 
then white people, if they also take cannabis, would intermingle and like actually like accept these minorities and black people. So he didn't want white people to like be friendly with black people because of the common, you know, relationship with cannabis. And he had this weird, there was this weird time where mm-hmm. they had ads of like white girls stripping because they took cannabis. Oh, what? Yeah, so that was like a very popular ad, not ad, yeah, it was a very popular like thing to commercials? Be, yeah, commercials to be like, don't take cannabis. You'll, you'll turn into oh, a yeah, stripper. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It was very big in like the 90s and the uh, mid 2000s. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that on TV. Oh my God. Wait. Oh, you yeah. saw it on TV. And they were in, because you're right, there were particularly, you know, young Caucasian women. Yeah. So, what do you think with dispensaries, right? Moving on, like dispensaries. There's also mm-hmm. another issue with how a lot of people say how America legalizes weed because. Uh, it only allows large-scale businesses to operate mm-hmm. in the cannabis industry because you need licensing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like all of those like companies, sixty-five percent that run the whole place are all run by like stakeholders who are all like white. Oh, like only four percent of all the dispensaries are black-owned. Oh my god. Okay, so that's very contradictory. So, so they kind of just like run everything without getting their quote-unquote hands dirty. Mm. Yeah, so Rafael, do you think that's like a really big issue with how they legalize it or do you think like it's fine? Me personally, I believe that it's uh, fine in my opinion. You know, other people might negate, try to negate that because, yeah. you know, I feel like that, you know, it just opens doors for people. If, they're, if you know, if they're white, that just, I don't, I really don't believe that it, will, it, it really will bring up an uproar. Yeah, I feel like it decreases like the stigma as well, right? Because like mm-hmm. that only like black people are related to like, um, marijuana exactly. and stuff like that because like mm-hmm. they're, they're owned by white people oh but the only reason why i'm saying that is because like a lot of black people who tried to like start up or any small groups of people who tried to start up oh yes yes was, i absolutely get where you're coming from yeah, yeah. it was because it's they couldn't point. yeah they couldn't get licenses because either before they had like drug abuse history and the only oh. reason they have that history recorded was because on the war of drugs that was targeted to those groups Wait, in the so 1980s okay now that like weed is like legal do past arrests or like um yeah, criminal records still stand yeah they still matter are... they still matter so even if you want to get into the weed business yeah. or the cannabis business and you still have like a past record from during the time of war on drugs you cannot even work in the cannabis a weed business that is, is so ironic it's yeah it's really ironic that is really dumb like i feel like if there's changes being seen in society, like stuff like that should not still stand. Yeah. But I can understand Absolutely. why Ralph make, uh, I, I can understand why some people are fine with it. Cause like, you know, there are uh, social equity programs that are put in place that help like minorities who have locally owned dispensaries. Yeah. But the issue with that is that it's not like a, a wraparound effect. Somebody talked about how it was like, Ish, one of the owners said that it should have a wraparound effect. Like what does that mean? Interview. So like it should help them with technical issues, taxes, like... Oh, like all around, like help them? Yeah, all around help them. Supposedly it just helps them with like getting a license. Oh. But their criminal background stops them from like having a lot of things like employment and stuff like that. Taxes, fly, filing taxes is harder. Why? 
uh, background. I don't know, it's just some type of tax. So it's like, it's not really, it helps them get a license, but it doesn't help them for the future stresses that they will face once I they mean, get a local. But I feel like, isn't a license like what they struggle to get and then they're getting it? Yeah, but there's also other issues because they have like a target on their back because of what they did in the past during the drug, a war of drugs because they were arrested. Mm-hmm. It prevents them from like doing a lot of things legally that could help them sustain the business. Right. Okay. I have a question, uh, matter of fact, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that uh, marijuana uh, in Singapore, um, the economy, do you think that it, that it will uh, help? The, oh, the legalization of marijuana, yeah, because in Col in in America, I mean, yeah, in the U.S., Colorado, I mean, it's brought in a lot. It's like a thirty to forty billion dollar industry, oh, yeah. uh, in in the U.S. Yeah. Like in Colorado alone, it's probably brought over like over one billion in tax revenue. Yeah, in the it's, state that's its abandonment. It's really <laughs> funny that you mentioned that because like we recently did a poll on our Instagram. Mm. Right, asking people if they believe that um, cannabis should be legalized in their countries or states. Mm -hmm. And it was like very 50-50. But one thing that I noticed from the people who actually voted on that poll was that um, most of the people who voted no for um, no, like they do not believe that cannabis should be legalized. Yeah. Um, They were mostly Asians. Like, Mostly All of them were Asians except for like one or two people. Yeah. So, was the um the age demographic? Were they elderly? Were they young? I think like mm, yeah, I think they, none of them were elderly or anything. They were like quite yeah. young. Yeah. So it was. Oh really? Like, yeah. So it wasn't like you know old opinions being passed down. I think that would mean that the demand for marijuana would also be relatively relatively low. low. So maybe the economy won't help, but. The issue, but it could be a thing, you know, how Singapore drug traffic is like imported mostly. So maybe Singapore's economy would benefit from like importation, like foreign importation of yeah. cannabis. But in terms of the local population, probably most of them won't really consume at the dispensaries. Yeah. I think it's a really good thing that will help in Singapore internationally. Yeah, like, no. their economy will only boost if like they have international deals, like through the cannabis kind of drug trade. Okay, well, while we're still on the topic of the Instagram poll, um, we might as well talk about the people who responded to it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, first of all, like, there's Tadak, who said that cannabis should be legalized, and he's from Singapore. And he said the reason why he thinks that um, cannabis should be legalized is because it's not as bad for your health as alcohol, which is exactly what Ralph said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the black market for cannabis fuels gangs, oh. thus gang-related violence. Taxing cannabis would bring in additional tax revenue. Oh my god, that's so perfect. That's so, like true. what we're talking about. Oh yeah, economy. <coughs> it would attract more tourism from the region. Oh yeah, so Singapore's economy could improve not only because of international deals, tax, and yeah. the region as well. Okay, well that's, that's your right. question answered. <laughs> today so we wanted to talk about how like actually it can lower crime rate because we've mostly focused on other parts of why the legalization of cannabis should happen Mm -hmm. but uh, we haven't really talked about how it can be related to lowering crime rate especially in singapore how that's the complete opposite of what the government thinks yeah yeah no so that's what ralph was talking about like people were just like arrested for 
like smoking weed. Users, not even drug dealers, they're just, just you know, um, just active users, users of marijuana. Yeah, just users. They're not even distributing it. And that's no. like something that happens in Singapore as well. I think if you're caught with drugs, you're going to be, what's the penalty for that? Hit with a huge fine or, you know, so what it, what it, what, what happens if you don't mind me asking, is it like, do you get fined? Is it a so certain amount uh, that you have to get caught with? Oh yeah, so what Singapore does is like, let's say you're caught with, for cannabis is 500 grams. If you're caught with 500 grams, then mm-hmm. they will probably go to trial first and then the judge kind of decides if he should have a death penalty or like- Death penalty? Yeah, death, death penalty. Because even like having drugs itself, drug possession, somehow they will always relate it to like, it giving to like- Trafficking. Yeah, so trafficking. The, I'm sorry to cut you off, but so if I'm, a, if I'm in Singapore and I'm an active user of marijuana and I get caught with a certain amount, yeah. Um, let's say, you know, um, a quarter uh, of it. I don't know if y'all know the terms, you know, um, the weedies of marijuana, but um, would they hit me with a, a, a trafficking charge as well as, you know, just smoking out in public? You know, I would. I don't know what that would be you like a listening trial, or anything. Probably they'll ask you to get the death penalty. That's the same thing that happens. Are you serious? Me. But what if you have like very right. little? Yeah, if you have very little, then um, they'll probably just get you off with a warning. A warning? That's a it? A warning and a fine, but it, it cannot hit. 500 grams of cannabis so below that it's fine below that it's fine but you i think you'll probably get fine it depends on like how the judge sees it as well you won't be jailed wow you may be jailed it, it really is on a case-on-case basis because drug trafficking and drug possession is very like i've seen i've researched like some people like the australian he got so extreme death penalty even though he said he wasn't drug trafficking yet so they oh, just wow. assume that you're trafficking it if you have an enlargement. If the lawyer like argues it that way, then I guess. That is terrible. Wow, uh, that's crazy. In the U.S., um, the past of the law of the legalization of marijuana, the crime is the serious. It, now that marijuana is legal, serious crimes now have decreased. You know, going back to I believe his, he said his name was Tebek, um, the gang-related violence has definitely decreased majorly uh, in the U.S. Um, it's pretty interesting. Now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, so in California, right, uh, there's this huge thing that happened in Humboldt County. I don't know if you heard of it, where it was like um, a lot of people go to Humboldt because like they have this dream of kind of like gaining a lot of money from being weed growers and trimmers. So in Humboldt County, you can have like a limit on how many acres of like weed plantation you can have. And there's like people there mostly shady people not like people who have legal permits but they kind of control all the cannabis that's being grown in that area and you can work there and you can earn like 125 dollars per pound of weed that you trim wait what country is that uh california so california yeah we're in california again have uh have about okay (laughs) 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 making fun of my pronunciation I'm sorry, people from the okay. Coast. <laughs> That's so mean, Rob. Anyway, that county. That people county. from that county. A lot of tourists come in and they like seek like getting really quick money yeah. from working as <clears throat> weed trimmers and growers. And instead, these people often get like involved with really shady people. Yeah. And then they get into things like sex trafficking and sometimes like they are killed, kidnapped. Oh my god. Because it's really like it's a tough business when people are all like having illegal permits and there's no legalization or regulation. Right. And what's worse is that there's so many missing people's cases that it's like 
it's insane. Like every street corner you walk, you'll see a missing person's poster. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. yeah, and what's worse is that most of the time these people's cases could have been solved, but people don't go to authorities if they witness something, because like they will often get caught for like being involved in the cannabis industry or having illegal permits as well. So what you're saying is that banning cannabis makes society more unsafe. Ab- yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh my God. People can't report certain crimes in fear of getting arrested. Oh. Yeah. So like stuff just remains like unsolved. Yeah, so I'd rather it go through like dispensaries because it's like a regulation thing. Like legal entities are basically the ones in control and making sure that like this type of things like child labor or any type of like uh, sex trafficking or like abuse of people doesn't happen because it has to a- attain by legal standards. It has to follow the legal standards. But do you kind of going back to my point of saying that how Violent, more violent now that the, with the legalization of marijuana, that violent crimes decreases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good example. Yeah, that's crazy. But do you think that like if weed was to be legalized in Singapore, it would disproportionately be used by minorities? Would that cause any problems? If so, what do you mean by disproportionately used by minorities? I don't know. I feel like Singapore pushes this like narrative that like if weed was like used in singapore then like the minorities would be like the biggest users stuff like that and they like portray minorities to be like the main oh yeah you know like the last days video about the so there was this one video about made by the narcotics bureau yeah cnb yeah they were like um so they basically portrayed this like indian person someone of ethnic minority Mm -hmm. basically like uh, on drugs and he just entered a random supermarket and, and stabbed sta- the kid. and stabbed the kid and just in the middle of a supermarket yeah. and stole what? his iPad to pawn off and not even pawn off at like illegal like places where they sell like weed or drugs underground yeah. at like the pharmacy to show that like if you legalize it then it's easier for people to get it at like a clean legal area because he got it from like a pharmacist in the video mm-hmm. so they're saying if you legalize drugs it's easier for them to like get it instead of going underground oh so it's easier to get your hands on drugs yeah when you legalize it i mean obviously yeah but what's worse is that they perpetuate it as though like they did such crazy measures to get these type of drugs and what's even worse you're not even supposed it won't be that easy like even at dispensaries you have to check like your age your history your background as well do they do that do they check your background um no like well now before they did now it's recreational so they they know but before yes they did check your background then what do they check it, or, or uh, i'm sorry you will have to be uh you will have to have a card uh oh, yeah, to the- be able to uh use or smoke marijuana you know or you know like going back to what we were saying before early in the conversation be have certain ailments um you know uh, chronic back pains or anything like that. Uh, cancer patients, they will they will be prescribed uh, marijuana. Also, you have to have some reason, some way to prove. That yes, you will have to have some reason. You couldn't just go in there, you know, like anxiety or anything like that. You have to have a medical condition to oh. be able to have access to marijuana. It, you can't just just go in and just just like, hey, like I want to start smoking marijuana. <laughs> what is that to, you know, what are the steps to 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 get my car? No, you will have to have. And, and it will it will be a, a long process. It will be hard to actually get yeah, it. No, I was gonna ask like, how do you get the car? Like, what are how do you get the car? Well, first you have to a uh, doctor. Have to, it has to be prescribed by a doctor. 
right. um, actually before, not not now, but yeah, you will have to be, you know, pretty in bad condition, you know, actually to be able to actually have access to a car, a marijuana car, uh-huh. um, you know. Well, you don't need one if you're if your country allows it for a recreational. No, you can just not like even. Walk in and um, yeah, now now they they actually passed a law now that it's recreational that off-duty police officers uh ambulance drivers um i don't know much about you know like school teachers or anything like that but uh yeah. they're actually able to just smoke that smoke marijuana oh. oh so i guess that could be a concern in singapore to make it recreational they're yeah. worried that that stereotype will be like actually ways that they depict people on yeah. drugs is like bloodshot eyes shaking doing something crazy overreacting around things with friends and stuff like that Oh, right. so, but doesn't weed like calm you down? Yeah, exactly. So absolutely it helps with sleep, um, calms you down, mellows you, pretty mellows you out if you suffer from anxiety or anything like that. Um, it actually helps with people's appetite. You know, if they have problems, they have suffer from IBS, um, you know, severe stomach problems. It helps uh, make it better, to easier to consume food. Yeah, people with Parkinson's usually like all the people like. If they have a lot of like uh, sensory issues, especially, and they cannot control their senses, weed helps them calm down, so they don't act like um, they don't act out of their state. Right. So they so weed actually does help a lot, but Singapore perpetuates this like image on how weed makes you this like a crazy addict. So marijuana in Singapore is kind of, is like associated like a kind of like a really like stummy like drug like yeah. lower tier. But I you don't know. think they specified what kind of drugs the guy was on when he stopped the kid. That's true, but uh, the whole video was based on the legalization of drugs, yeah, drug trafficking. So not weed. But Singapore counts like weed and cannabis as drugs, like psychoactive drugs. Oh, so they so say like any drugs. So any like drug. an umbrella term. Like any drug will turn you into like some crazy maniac. Yeah. A gateway, kind of pretty much like a gateway drug. Yeah. Mm. Associated with, okay. Wow. Yeah, it's weird that they associate gateway drugs with that as well. Because weed is a gateway drug, but they make it seem like it's a class A drug. Like heroin. Because the UN, I don't know if it was the UN, but they took, they said that uh, weed is no longer a class A or schedule one drug. I agree that it's not. Do you think like, um, how do you think it's justified? Because even a lot of countries that don't legalize marijuana still say that it can get you addicted, so therefore it should not be a Schedule One drug. I don't think like a gateway drug. Well, it's going back to the other point that I made before. Like alcohol is far way more dangerous than yeah. marijuana uses. I've never there's no record of anywhere, at least in the U.S., where somebody gotten back uh, and behind the wheel and yeah. ran over a child. <laughs> on marijuana but do you okay so i think we all feel like weed shouldn't be shouldn't be like banned for medical use but do you guys think that weed should be legalized for recreational use i mean for singapore i think they i think it should be for recreational use so then it takes away the stigma that people have on gateway drugs and it can be a lot of can have a lot of health benefits to people but i don't think singapore it's feasible for singapore in terms of their laws having like always had laws that had no leniency yeah that's why people are so safe in singapore because they feel like if the laws were lenient then the security and safety of people would be undetermined and it will go back to like having a lot of crime that they had 
before the death penalty, before they legal they criminalized all these drugs. So, but how do you think like the racial stigmas would like go if weed was legalized for recreational uses? I think they will let go because they will realize that minorities don't uh, only minorities take it, and only they go crazy off of it. I think with a more wide use, people will come to accept that it's not like a racial thing. That's why drugs are bad. And like that's pretty important for a country like Singapore. Oh yeah, has, especially like, like Singapore. Yeah, exactly. That has to like live harmoniously with all these other races. Oh, but Ralph, what do you think? Do you think like if America, all the states legalize weed, do you think it will have like a really positive effect? Extremely positive effect. Um, it's pretty. Uh, universal in a, in the U.S. It's just again, like we were saying, um, just the stigma with minorities that attach to it. And I honestly do believe uh, that it's only due to, you know, the the deal the people before it was recreational recreational uh, the dealers the people that were distributed yeah. um, were particularly or that the arrests were particularly African American males or Hispanic. Um, very rarely that if there were all Caucasian. Um, particularly Caucasian males that were caught um, distributing marijuana, they would either get hit with a fine or little to no jail time. Oh, I see. But I think like yeah. So I think the the debate about how we should be legalized in America is already like it's already there. It's already settled. But the issue, I guess, is how they legalize it so that there won't be any more stigma. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like we're getting there. At least in the U.S., we're definitely getting there slowly but surely. Just these past couple of years, it's a lot. It's been a lot of progress. And definitely, they need to have like they need to figure out how they're gonna let more people of different minorities own like dispensaries or be a part of the cannabis business, not just like white men kind of running it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's also this thing. Um, so. What they do in Florida,、mm-hmm. I know is that it's really terrible. Where the big companies have、yeah. to make sure they regulate everything, like the farms, the way it's processed, the way it's distributed,、yeah. the way it's like the safety of everything, which small scale farmers can't do. Things that like small scale small scale farmers have to prove the permits and、yeah. the land space that sometimes like they need some type of upper hand. Or some way so that the industry isn't just divided specifically to、uh, white people. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. So to conclude, the legalization of cannabis or the decriminalization of cannabis. Wait, I've thought of the point that I wanted to <laughs> say. The point. <laughs> say the point. Say the point. Go ahead. <laughs> So basically, I remember there was this one thing that I learned while I was in debates, and like we were discussing like. Can't relate. <laughs> okay, so we were discussing like basically,、um, should drugs be legal stuff like that, and it also like gives jobs to people who might not have like the proper qualifications to get like a really good one. That's like、true. people、mm-hmm. who have not been like well educated.、Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think also to do that, they have to lift、um, all the like criminal、uh, backgrounds about people who like were affected by the war on drugs, and to let them work as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, and also it was you also made me remember one point where it was like、um, 
drug abuse when you criminalize sorry yeah. when you legal when you legalize cannabis you know drug abuses can actually go to facilities that can actually help them treat uh basically their addiction mm-hmm. right now like if yeah. you have an addiction you just gotta like figure out how to go cold turkey yourself right in singapore at least in america i think they actually have proper treatment centers that you can go to now since around like 36 states legalize it already yeah oh they legalize the medical use i think 18 states you legal legalize the recreational use okay yeah yeah so let's like conclude the episode here ralph what would you like to see for like the future of america in terms of this issue first and foremost i would like to see the uh the stigma attached to it you know kind of go away with minorities that marijuana is only consumed by african-american yeah. or to ex- hispanic yeah males mm-hmm. um like i said I, I do believe that there's uh, been a lot of progress but slowly but surely you know it, there's still room for improvement definitely mm-hmm. uh, but for the future of singapore i think we both agree we won't be seeing the legalization of cannabis yeah but probably won't but we'll kind of we see why that singapore is not very lenient on those type of issues i think singapore is a long way to go but I think it's a good thing they legalized the CBD for you know medical yeah, use. Yeah, definitely. Cannabis CBD. Yeah. That's a that's a good step in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, honestly, it's a really good thing how Singapore kind of balances uh, and kind of is trying to work out with all the issues we have right now. Yeah, I know. So. Although it may not be like totally possible that Singapore legalizes it anytime soon, it's yeah. good to have a conversation about yeah. it anyway. I think that's it's a good, good conversation start. Yeah, I think it's good that people at least have a mindset that accepts how other countries do it. Maybe not change, but accepts how other countries do it. Yeah, maybe don't be disappointed in them. Don't be just... <laughs> True. But the US, U.S. is definitely going to be the face of that. The conversations, that are that open dialogue. Yeah. Oh, so yes. maybe Singapore, you know, Singapore it, it, it might catch on faster than what we think. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Singapore and the U.N. need to kind of make some friendships (laughs) yeah so that will be all for our episode for today thank you for listening you can follow us at avocados avocados on instagram and you can also email us and our email will be on the podcast description Mm -hmm. and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye Bye. Bye.